everybody, what's happening? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place we can say what you want as long as you've got them facts. Uh, today it'll be a sports day. I'm gonna be going over the, all the action from the weekend, at least in the NFL and also some college football as well. We're gonna go over some ball games today, and then finally I have a review for you guys. I'll be going over Jumanji, the next level. I'll also be touching up. Well, it'll be pretty much a review of both the newer Jumanji movies and just some thoughts on the new new direction they've been taking that franchise so uh first things first like i said let's get into it with some nfl action from over the weekend starting off on saturday with the texans getting it done against the bucks 23 to 20 was the final score here the texans moved to 10 to 5 on the year and of course clinched the afc south as for the buccaneers they are 7 and 8 with one week to go uh let's break down the stats here uh for the texans on offense they were led by deshaun watson the quarterback position of course he would go 19 to 32 for 189 yards he did throw interception he also had 37 rushing yards as well uh carlos hyde would have a would have 27 rushing yards and a touchdown and wide receiver kenny Stills was the leading receiver for the texans with five catches and 57 yards on defense the texans were led by uh, linebacker zach cunningham who had six total tackles also safety to sean gibson who had five total tackles and also safety justin reed who had four total tackles and an interception for the Buccaneers on offense. Jameis Winston would lead the way. He would go 25 48 for 335 yards. He would throw a touchdown pass as well. Ronald Jones, the second, would have 77 yards on the ground and also a touchdown. Wide receiver Brashard Perriman would lead all receivers with seven catches and 102 yards. And wide receiver Justin Watson would have five catches. 43 yards and a touchdown. On defense, Tampa was led by linebacker Devante, Levante David, excuse me. He had 10 total tackles and also defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul with four total tackles and three sacks. Up next, we have an AFC East matchup between the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, the Patriots get this one. Uh, they end up clinching the AFC East, I believe, for the 11th straight year, something like that, or maybe longer than, yeah, than, than that. Uh, but uh, the Patriots get the win in this one, 24-17. Up next, we have a big-time in it. Well, we had a big-time NFC West matchup between the Niners and the Rams. Uh, the, uh, the Niners get the win in this one, 34-31. Uh, the Niners move to 12-3 and on the year. The Rams are now 8 Seven. Uh, let's break down the stats in this one as well for the Rams on offense. Uh, they were led by quarterback Jared Goff, who went 27 to 47 for 323 yards, also two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Todd Gurley would have 48 rushing yards and also two touchdowns. Wide receiver Robert Woods would have eight catches for 117 yards, and tight end Tyler Higby would have nine catches for 108 yards. And Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup would both catch touchdown passes. On defense, the Rams were led by linebacker Corey Littleton, who had seven total tackles, and also Dexter Fowler Jr. Uh, the linebacker, another linebacker who had six total tackles and two and a half sacks. For the Niners, offensively, they were led by Jimmy G. He had a pretty decent game. Uh, actually, no, not that great of a game, actually. Take that back. Going 16 to 27 for 248 yards. He threw, he threw one touchdown, but he also threw two picks as well. Uh, Raheem Mostert got the start. He would, he would go for 53 rushing yards, and he also have a touchdown as well. Wide receiver Debo Samuel would have a rushing touchdown. And tight end George Kittle was a leading receiver for the Niners with five catches, 78 yards, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and on defense, uh, uh, the 
sorry, the Niners were led by linebackers Fred Warner, who had 11 total tackles and an interception, and also Dre Greenlaw, who had 13 total tackles, and also safety Marcel Harris, who would have seven total tackles. Moving on, we have another AFC matchup. This time we got the Jets getting it done in their last home game of the season against the Steelers, 16-10. Uh, we got the Saints getting it done against the Titans, 38-28. This is all your Sunday action here. Uh, we also got the Colts beating the Panthers, 38-6. We got the Bengals losing to the Dolphins in overtime, 35-38. Up next, we have the AFC North basically being decided this week uh, with the Ravens getting getting the W over the uh, the Browns, excuse me, 31-15, apparently. Uh, it's another blow. It was another blow up uh, between OBJ and the head coach Freddie Kitchens. I don't know how long this is gonna last. I think Freddie Kitchens is fired, and they possibly trade Odell Beckham. What about you guys? Let me know. Up next, we got the Falcons beating the Jaguars, 24 to 12. We have the Redskins getting it done. Actually, I'm sorry, the uh, Giants getting it done in overtime as well against the Redskins, 41 to 35. The Wayne Haskins uh, was injured in that game. He needed to be carted off the field. We will have word on him in my next episode uh word on his status uh but moving on we have a afc with afc west matchup between the raiders and the chargers of course old school rivalry here the raiders get it done 24 to 17 they push their record to seven and eight they have one more shot next week uh to get a playoff spot as for the Chargers, of course they have been eliminated they have been eliminated they are now standing at five and ten for the raiders of course their car uh he led the way for them on the offense he did not have a really bad game number Wise. He just didn't throw a whole lot of touchdowns because, in my opinion, I know receivers to throw the ball too. Uh, he went 26 to 30. Another um, pretty decent completion percentage game. Uh, he threw for, I believe, over 250 yards and a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Washington would lead the way on the ground with 85 rushing yards and a touchdown. This is without uh, the rookie, Brandon Jacobs. But the rookie at the receiver spot, Hunter Renfro, would step up with seven catches, 107 yards. And he also catch a touchdown pass as well. So uh, I, I think, you know, for what it's worth, I know there's a lot of hate for Derek Carr. There's a lot of antipathy if that's the word or there's a lot of people that's done with it like man he should teach and move on we should move on from him honestly i mean it's not really necessarily his fault he just doesn't really have anybody to throw the ball to Jarrell williams has not become a number, number one receiver uh he's looking to me like he's always he's a two uh maybe even a three uh i don't know where i don't know you know why we signed into that huge contract coming out of san diego but we did uh and i don't think we would necessarily have anybody that, like i said i mean outside of clive waller i don't i don't think uh the tight end i don't think we have uh, a really solid receiver to consistently throw the ball. So I think that's one of our biggest issues. There's nobody there. There's no number one receiver there. So I think offensively we'll have that problem. And it's going to, I think it would affect whoever is under center. If you don't have nobody to throw the ball to, it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is. On defense, uh, the Raiders were led by linebacker Will Compton, who had 12 total tackles, and defensive back Daryl Worley, and uh, linebacker Tahir Whitehead, who would have five total tackles each. Uh, moving on to the Chargers. Uh, of course, Phillip Rivers would get the start for them. He would go 27-39 uh, for 279 yards and zero touchdowns, no picks. Uh, but I think we're getting near the end of his career. Um, it's been a lot of frustration, especially uh, this year. Uh, they had a lot of, uh, well, they had a, well, they had a really good record last year. I believe they only had like three losses last year. But it's pretty much falling apart for them this year. And uh, I don't want to say it's all Phillip, uh, Phillip Rivers' fault, of course. Uh, of course, you had some coaching issues there. But... You know, I think to me, in my opinion, this is probably this is probably his 
his last year. He just had too much of a, yeah, I don't know, just just too many bangs and bruises and not enough wins in my opinion for this guy to keep going. I don't I don't know what his motivation would be going for another season. Uh, Melvin Gordon would add two rushing touchdowns and wide receiver Keenan Allen would be the leading receiver for charges with five catches and 71 yards. Defensively, the charges were led by safety Derwin, uh, Derwin James, excuse me, he would have eight total tackles and linebacker Drew Tranquil and safety Adrian Phillips would have six total tackles each. Uh, moving on, we got the Broncos beating the Lions 27-17. The Cardinals get an upset victory over the Seahawks 27-13, even though they lost Kyler Murray. I will have an update on his status as well. Up next, you have an NFC matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, the Eagles get the win in this one, 17-9. Uh, and then finally, we have the Bears getting an easy win against the Bears. I'm sorry, the Chiefs getting an easy win against the Bears 26-9. Um... Again, not much to say here other than Mitch Trubisky sucks. This is probably their head coach's last season in his last game. Well, barring next week. Of course, you got next week as well. I would not be surprised if he was immediately fired after the end of week 17. That's just my opinion. As of the Chiefs, they're just, you know, sharpening their their, uh, their nights for the playoffs. That's all. Uh, do, they make a, do they make a deep run? I don't know. They, they haven't. So, until I see it happen, I, I'm going to just be undecided <laughs> but let's move on to some big news uh to some news that i do know about uh, we do have some uh details here uh, this is referring to chris carson the starting running back for the seattle seahawks uh he will miss the rest of the year uh, with a hip injury he suffered in the second quarter in that loss to arizona uh, the seahawks would also lose their backup cj pro site who they actually signed i believe last week uh, in the in yesterday's game as well with a broken arm and also this is uh this is cold because their second year running back Rashad Penny out of uh, out of what it was San Diego State he tore his ACL a couple weeks ago now he will be missing the rest of the season as well now Rashad Perry was the original backup before they even signed CJ Procise injuries galore uh for the Seattle uh running backs and it's not a good moment for this to be happening uh this was a playoff bound team I don't know how great you can be without a solid running game. Uh, they will be now down uh, to their basically their four-string running back. Uh, this is a rookie, six-round rookie uh, named Travis Homer. Uh, so far, Chris Carson this year, he has had 1,230 1, yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, your boy Homer has only had two carries from scrimmage for 16 yards. So, man. Um, Tough break for the Eagles. That's all I can. I mean, not to the Eagles. I'm sorry. Tough break for the Seahawks. They take the upset loss like that to, to the Cardinals. Uh, they pretty much have been knocked out of the first place spot for um, the, the division. I don't think that they win now, especially without a running game. And ain't no telling what happens to them in the playoffs. So that's, that's kind of unfortunate. But uh, that's the monster of the NFL season. Let's move on. Let's talk some college football real quick. Of course, we've been having some, well, the ball season has just started. We're going to talk about a few of the key ball games uh, that occurred during the week. And we're going to start off with Friday. Uh, we had the Bahamas ball between Buffalo, excuse me, and Charlotte. Buffalo gets the best of Charlotte in this one, 31-9. Uh, Buffalo will end the year at 8-5, and five, and Charlotte ends the year at 7-6. and six. Let's talk about the stats in this one on offense. Uh, 
sorry, Buffalo was led by quarterback Kyle Vantrese, who went eight of seventeen for seventy-seven yards. He'd also have a touchdown and a pick, but he also run. He would also run for a touchdown as well. Running back Jared Patterson would have one hundred and seventy-three yards and a touchdown, and wide receiver Antonio Antonio Nunn would be the leading receiver for the Buffalo Bulls. He would have five catches for fifty-three yards and a touchdown. On defense, uh, the Bulls were led by safety Joey Banks. Uh, he he and defensive back Ali Abbas would have nine total tackles. Defensive back Devin Russell would have would have seven tackles and a sack. And defensive end Malcolm Kuntzi would have five total tackles and two sacks. For Charlotte on offense, they were led by quarterback Chris Reynolds, who would go 15-24 for 198 yards. He also would throw for a touchdown. He also throw an interception as well. On the ground, Ben LeMay would have 45 rushing yards. And wide receiver Tyler Tyler Ringwood would have five catches for 64 yards. Wide receiver Victor Tucker would have three uh, three total catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. On defense, uh, Charlotte was led by defensive back Marquavis Gibbs. He had nine total tackles and an interception. And also linebacker Henry Segura. He would have five total tackles uh, as well to add to that. Moving on to the Miami Beach ball, uh, we got Kent State getting a Getting a 10-point victory over Utah State. 51-41 was the final score there. Let's move on to Saturday's action. Uh, up next, we have the New Mexico Bowl. San Diego State gets it an easy 48-11 win over uh, Central Michigan. Up next, we have the Cure Bowl with Liberty. I don't even know where they play at. They get a win over Georgia Southern. 23-16 uh, is the final score there. Up next, we have the Boca Raton Ball. One of my favorite teams of the year, SMU. They went down uh, to Florida Atlantic in this one. 28-52 was the final score here. SMU will finish the year 10-3. Florida Atlantic finishes the year 11-3. Uh, let's break down the stats in this one for SMU, a.k.a. Southern Methodist University. On uh, offense, they were led by Shane Buchel at the quarterback spot. He will go 27-47 for 303 yards. He also throw a touchdown, uh, but also an interception as well. Running back Kamon Freeman will have a pass touchdown and also 52 rushing yards. And uh, running back Xavier Jones would have two rushing touchdowns. Touchdowns. Tight end Ky, uh, Kylan Granson would have seven total catches and 93 yards. And wide receiver James Proach would have nine total catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. And tight end Ryan Becker would have a receiving touchdown to uh, top all that off. On defense, the Mustangs were led by safety Trevor Dinbow, who had nine total tackles, and also linebacker Richard McBride, who had 12 total tackles and a half of a sack. Uh, moving on to Florida Atlantic. On offense, they were led by quarterback Chris Robinson, who went 27, sorry, Chris Robinson, who went 27 or 37 for 305 yards. He also threw two touchdown passes as well. Uh, backup quarterback Nick Tronti would throw a touchdown pass as well. Running back EJ, sorry, BJ Emmons will lead the way on the ground with 72 rushing yards and a touchdown. Up next, running back Jam James Charles. Oh, sorry, James Charles would have 54 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And wide receiver Brandon Robinson would have five catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown as well. Tight end John Rain would have seven catches and 73 yards and a touchdown. And also the backup quarterback Javion Posey would have a receiving touchdown on top of that as well. There you go. Uh, on defense, uh, the Owls were led by linebacker Rashad Smith, who had 11 total tackles and a sack. Uh, oh, sorry, and an INT. Uh, safety Devon Brown would have seven total tackles. And defensive end Damian Horton would have four total tackles. Moving on, uh, we got in the uh, Camellia Ball. Uh, again, the ball games, they just got some crazy names. 
iron ball, not the iron ball. That's a, that's a regular regular season game. Go figure. Not the cotton ball, peach ball, apple ball. Just know that it's an extra game. It's the postseason, you know, and they get a trophy for it. So the winner gets a trophy for it. That is. So I mean, it's a good way for a team to go out. Um, it's an extra game of the year. Of course, they usually travel to some warm weather place. Uh, they get one last TV game. A lot of these games are usually televised, so they get one last shot to be seen and get some scouts looking at them and, and some national eyes on them. So uh, this is what it's all about. This is the. This is uh. We will be having some more ball games up until January the 13th. That's when we have the national championship. So be prepared. I'll be covering all these games pretty much. So uh, like I said, we have the Camellia Ball here with Florida International uh, taking a loss here to Arkansas. Arkansas State 26-34. And finally, uh, we got the Las Vegas Bowl uh, with Boise State. Uh, they're the number 19 in the nation. They came into this one 11 and 1. Uh, they get beat down by a Washington team who came into this game 7 and 5. The final score here is 38 to 7. Boise State finishes the year 12 and 2. And I'm sorry, 12. Uh, so they came into this one. Boise State came into this one 12 and 1. Excuse me. I'll take that back. And uh, Washington finishes the year 8 and 5. There you go. Uh, let's break down the stats for Boise on offense. Quarterback Hank Brackmeyer, uh, Bakemeyer will lead the way with uh, going 15 to 26 for 119 yards. He would throw two interceptions. Uh, this was coming off a year he was pretty much accurate. I think he was a over his 4,000 yard uh, passer. Uh, I know over 25 touchdowns, uh, but he had a very difficult game versus Washington. Uh, whatever game plan Chris Peterson had um, called on defense, it worked fruition uh two interceptions uh from the starter uh court uh the backup Jalen henderson would get in uh some action he would go five or ten for just 48 yards he would, he would throw a touchdown pass though uh running back george holani would have 35 rushing yards but he would also have a, a receiving touchdown as well and wide receiver Khalil shaquille would have three catches i'm sorry Khalil shakir would have three total catches and 35 yards on defense the broncos were led by safety kakoa uh nawaheen he would have uh, 14 to total tackles. Linebacker Riley Wimpy, who had 12 total tackles. And also defensive tackle Chase Hatada, who had six total tackles and two sacks. For the Washington Huskies on offense, they were led by quarterback Jacob Eason, who went 22 of, 22 of 32 for 210 yards and also 10 touchdowns. Running back Richard Newton would have a touchdown pass as well as 69 rushing yards and a touchdown there. And running back Salvin Ahmed would have two rushing touchdowns. Wide receiver Terrell Bynum would be the leading receiver for Washington with five catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. And wide receiver Andre Baselia would have a receiving touchdown as well. On defense, the Huskies were led by defensive back Elijah Molder, uh, sorry, Elijah Molden, who had nine total tackles in the interception, and also linebacker Brandon Wellington, who had eight total tackles, uh, and also defensive back Miles Brandt would get in uh, would get in an interception as well. All right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break from this. Uh, when we come back to the college football aspect of things later on this week, uh, we do need to be going over, I will be going over the early signing period Period. Of course, recruiting is already starting. Uh, well, for some teams and for some coaching staff, uh, coaching staffs, recruiting is already under underway. They already have some rankings out there. Who's who's hot? Who's bringing in the recruits? I know one thing. USC has struggled mightily uh, during the first uh, the first half of the recruiting period. We will be talking about their struggles and why they're struggling. 
Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Pac-10 in, in total uh, and also all, actually all the major conferences really. Uh, so we will get to the recruiting aspect later on this week and we'll also get into some more ball games as well. But for right now, I'm going to take a quick break and when I come back, I'll be breaking down uh, that, that new Jumanji flick. Yeah, I'll be right back. What is going on? Uh, I'm back. We're going to wrap this up for today, of course. Like I said, I got that Jumanji, uh, the next level review here. And I'm going to start off with the grade, first and foremost. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give this movie a C. And that's being very nice, and I feel in my opinion. Um, because this movie very, and this series has uh, com- very, uh, as well, has, has confused me in a lot of different ways. I'm not too sure what characters I'm supposed to be rooting for. I'm not too sure who is who, what is what at times in this movie and this it, even in the first one I'm, I'm confused i mean it's it's okay you come in here uh of course the movie starts off with the original friends from the last one we got martha spencer you got fridge beth um and you know and not to take anything you know away from those guys but you don't see those guys in the movie so it's hard to root for spencer it's hard to be a fan of fridge and martha and it's hard to say that they really care really develop as a character when they're being switched out for a karen gillian or they're being switched out for a dwayne johnson and it's hard for them to, it's hard to figure these characters out when they're being switched out for a uh a kevin hart okay and you know you have the characters in the game you have the characters in real life and that and you know how how did you even come up with a first of all how did you get the video game concept from the board game how did we get how do we get from you know you being able to bring all this stuff into in, into your real world which was the which was the biggest aspect of the first movie in uh and until just being and i get don't get me wrong you get the you get it i mean you go into the game you get a chance to see what's inside the game but this is not what i imagined jumanji being if i'm gonna be on a, a sequel any of that i, I i'm i'm not i'm be honest with you it, i don't feel it what I see is a lot of imitations here, and what I see is a lot of people. You know, a lot. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of these people, a lot of these guys. Well, what's you know, especially the, the Jack Blacks in the movie, the Dwayne Johnson in the movie. Their role is to pretty much imitate whatever actor or whoever is in the game, right? You got, you know, in this one, Dwayne Johnson. At first, of course, you know, he's supposed to be Spencer's character, but then after, you know, his grandpa Eddie. And his friend Milo get trapped in the game. So, you know, in this one, you got Dwayne Johnson putting on his best Danny DeVito impersonation. And then you got, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, who plays Franklin, putting on his best Danny Glover impersonation. Because that's who plays Milo in this movie. That's who plays Eddie's. And that's Eddie's grandpa's best friend. I mean, I'm sorry. That's, um, I'm sorry. That's um, Spencer's grandpa, Eddie. That's who Danny DeVito's playing. That's his best friend. So again, it's it's really confusing. And you got some body switching mechanics again. They make they you know they switch bodies in the middle of the movie, and then they switch again at the end. And then you, you come up with across this new character named Me that somehow Spencer is in control of. Although in the last game, he was Gladstone. He was the first person in the game. So how do you how do you I mean do you not control who you pick? Do you not you know you just who are you you are whoever? And if that's the case, then why wasn't Spencer? 
Gladstone or Bravestone like he was the last time. I mean, what determines the mechanics of this game? This game is confusing. This movie is confusing. I'm just going to keep it lit here. And um, don't get me wrong. I mean, for what it's worth, Kevin Hart did a great Danny Glover impersonation. I mean, Aquafina did a really decent Danny DeVito impersonation, and so did The Rock. But this is what the movie is. Is that what it's about? I mean, even, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, well, I, I did like I did like Jack Black's, you know, you know when when, when it was supposedly he was supposed to be you know playing as Fridge. I, I kind of liked you know Jack Black. It was probably one of the most tasteful um, depictions of a black person not done by a black person. And he had some inflictions in there. He dropped a little bit of slang there, but he didn't go over the top. He didn't, you know, do all that other, you know, crazy, you know, black stereotype. So, I mean, I, I, I give Jack Black some props for that. Um, of course, in the first reiteration, he was supposed to be, you know, Beth. So he kind of had that little high school girl feel about him. He had that little imitation going, which was okay. Of course, Jack Black plays the professor Sheldon. Uh, aka Shelly in this one. Um, you got Reese Darby. Uh, he's back playing Nigel, the 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 NPC, the non-playable character who just you know sets the stage of the movie. It takes people where they need to go, but in reality, he wouldn't have needed to existed in the actual Jumanji. Would he? Would there be a? Would there be a place for a Nigel in the actual Jumanji? When the Jumanji that my my generation knows about, the board game, nah. There would be no place for him. And, you know, and this is what, you know, kind of makes me think, like, you know, and, and another thing, this this movie was about the jungle. We went from the jungle, and they gave us all the ecosystems. We didn't even ask for all this. You went from the jungle to the sand and the sand dunes, and you want to go to the mountains, and you bump into mandrills who don't even, who don't even swing from vines and attack and climb mountains like that. They live in the lowland forest. They live in tropical forests. And they don't swing necessarily from vines, as far as I know. They got them swinging. And it, you know what I'm saying? You got too much going on, in my opinion. And don't get me wrong, the 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 uh, the, the sets were beautiful. Don't get me wrong, you showed us a little, you showed us a little bit of each ecosystem, fine, whatever. But again, this is Jumanji. This was about being in the hearts of the jungle, the depths of the jungle, okay? I don't know where this comes from. This is I when I used to think of when I think of jungles and I think of savannah, I think of lions and I think of Africa. I don't know how y'all took it from there to the snow-capped mountains of wherever and you started dealing with Vikings. Y'all took that too far. Sorry. Um, I, I what's next? Y'all go to space? I I I I totally don't get it. I don't even know how y'all got from a board game. A French board game, which was, as far as we knew, was only one in existence. I don't know how y'all took that and made it. Oh, let's make it into a video game. I, I guess you want to modernize it. But, no. It's just too much. It's just too much for me. Um, too much going on. Too many, too many character hopping. I, you don't know who. I mean, because, again, you like Kevin Hart's character. You like how Kevin Hart is acting. You like the rock and what he's doing but can i necessarily say that i like spencer's character no because we don't get to see spencer grow he just shows up he gets sucked into the game and that's it that's it he becomes a whole different person so 
I, I, I don't, I don't see the character growth. I don't really see. And of course, yeah, you know, you had uh, Milo and Eddie's friendship. Uh, we learned about them, and they fell out. They used to own a, a restaurant together, and over the court, they fell out. And they were mad at each other. They didn't want to talk. And then Milo's about to die, so it just shows up, and they both get sucked into the game. And and of course, yeah, they had a little, they they patched things up, but it's the Rock and or or Aquafina. And I see, you know, and the body swapping, I, you know, it's hard. Okay, so, yeah, you know, no, it's way too confusing. It makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. And the best that I can give it is a C. I, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it, but I can't because, the, it, no, this this was not a, a, the, the proper way to go about a remake. Honestly, if you want, if I were to make a sequel I would have made a sequel starting off in the jungle with Alan. We're picking up with Alan's backstory. How did he get to where he was? I'm bringing back Van Pelt. I'm bringing back the Hunter because that's what Jumanji was all about. Jumanji was about being was about uh, when you open the game up, you have to finish the game because whatever you don't finish is going to be out here in the real life. You got to deal with that. Okay, uh, in the in the game, uh, the dice rule five or eight, whatever, and and the, and Alan got sucked into the jungle. He had to wait for thirty years. I would have much have preferred his backstory as opposed to whatever this these two movies were. I would have rather seen him in the jungle come up, um, you know, survive Van Pelt, survive the lions and and whatever's out there, the stampedes. I would have rather seen him in the jungle doing his thing uh, by himself. So we can actually get a view, an actual real view of what Jumanji is all about. Because to me, that's way too light and friendly. I mean, and even don't get me wrong, like there was some action and there was some funny parts uh, to the Jumanji movie that came out in the '90s. Of course, don't get me wrong, Robin Williams was in it, so there was some slapstick. There was whatever. Uh, there was some. There was some lighter tones, but there was some darker tones in there as well. There was some real life animal shit. You saw. You saw the lion try to attack them. You saw a stampede. I would have rather seen something like that. I would have rather seen uh, an actual movie where you're interacting with actual animals uh, related to that 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 ecosystem. I would have enjoyed that. Uh, again, uh, Alan backstory, how he survived in the jungle and how he got out of the board and was able to, you know, meet up with the, the two kids in the original. I would have rather seen that. I would have rather seen that than to see uh, a video game out of nowhere and then we add these whole different playable characters that was not what um, jumanji originally was there wasn't that there were the pieces there were the, there were the dice and you, and you and you and you rolled the dice and you made your move there wasn't there was no there was no concept of multiple characters and these backstories and these weaknesses and these strengths nah fuck all that 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 to me doesn't make any sense it does not equate that's not what that's not what the, the point of the game was. And these whole backstories where you have to go save this part of your month, that wasn't no. You you was stuck, you was you was in the jungle and you had to survive and hopefully somebody re, somebody rolls you out of that predicament. That was that was the case. That's what it had to be. All this other stuff, that's all fluff. I, they just made that for a Hollywood movie and I really don't I it don't make sense and it does not it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't blend well with me sorry sorry um not enough character development not enough in my opinion story development this is a whole bunch of it's just a whole bunch of stuff going on you just put a whole bunch of stuff you know just put a whole bunch of situations together and you put some dialogue to it and bam there's your movie uh, that doesn't work for me uh so i'm gonna give that movie a c but the more i think about it i want to give it a lower grade 
I'll end up giving it, I'm, for today, I'm going to give it a C minus, and that's being nice, because that movie, that, that this franchise has become confusing, and it's become just, let's just put famous people there, and we'll just get off that and make them imitate other famous people, and that'll be a movie. No, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Um, the more I think about it, the more I thought about it last night, it's like, this movie is really dumb. This movie is really kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> it don't make no sense. It don't, it don't, it don't follow a Jumanji movie. Don't feel like Jumanji no more. Um, I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, but anyways, I'm gonna call it a wrap for today. Uh, later on in the week, I will be back. We'll be going over some college football, like I said before. Uh, we have some more ball games. Of course, we're in. We're into the recruiting aspect of everything. Uh, we'll also be going over some NFL stuff. Of course, we have the top eight power rankings, uh, some key takeaways to go over, uh, and then also, of course, we have some NBA action to go over as well. And of course, we are in the midst of some college basketball, so uh, I'm gonna have to start implementing some of that into my show as well. So look out for some of that, and of course. Of course, we have, um, of course, the word on the street. We have some updates with Trump. Um, I'm waiting on those, see what's going on. Of course, we have to see We still have to go through the season. Okay, for all those who really just just need to know, this the, the House, meaning the House of Representatives has decided to impeach Trump. He still, that's still, that vote, again, we have to have another vote to make it official. So for now, I guess he's in whatever limbo or whatever y'all call it. But again, he's not officially removed until the Senate has their vote. So we're going to have to cover that. And before, like I said, before y'all get too excited, just like I did in 2016, I will cool you, I will cool your jets real quick. Okay, let's let's wait for the process to finish out. Don't, 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 you know, don't try to blow this too far out the water. Okay, you know what happens when that happens. You know, we all know what happens when you do that. You get all sad and butthurt, you know, when it doesn't go your way. So let's all, you know, let's all pay attention, you know, Look, that's one step. The House has uh, decided to let him go. He still has to go through the Senate, which is not this is not going to be the same thing because the party makes the party makeup of the Senate is not the same. It's a majority Republican as opposed to the House, which is the majority of Democrats. So it was a it was a partisan vote. Okay, At, so there you go. All right, y'all. I'm gonna call it a wrap. If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is E-L-J-Butler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. E-L-J-Butler75 at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram as well. You can follow me there at ljamahajani, E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-9. Once again, that is E-L-J-A-M-A-H. A D J A N I. I also have a Facebook page for the show at Never Out of Bounce. Once again, that is Never Out of Bounce on Facebook as well. All right, y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a wrap for today. If anybody hasn't told you yet, uh, I love you. Peace out. One love, and I will holla at y'all later.